Good morning, Aotearoa. It's July 29. I'm Zoe George and this is The Podium, Stuff's podcast devoted to the Birmingham Commonwealth Games. The action's hours away from starting, as you may hear in the background, but before anyone takes to a track, a pool or a field, we have an opening ceremony to get through. So let's get straight to the Stuff's team on the ground who managed to get a couple of last-minute tickets, Rob Van Royen and Ian Anderson. Ian, fun fact, Europe's youngest city is Birmingham with nearly 40% of its population aged under 25. How does that make you feel? Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm helping out the, uh, the aged this evening by my, uh, by my presence here in Birmingham. <laughs> Where are you right now? We are at Alexander Stadium, which is the venue for the opening ceremony for the 2022 Commonwealth Games. And what's the security like? Tell us about what it was like getting into the stadium. Yeah, we've caught a media bus from town and had pretty smooth travels in here. Obviously, we get uh, looked after a little bit better than the general public. Uh, there was a notable police and security presence, but looks like a very family atmosphere so far this evening. People are flooding into the stadium. Wow, that would explain the uh, <laughs> the internet connection. Have you managed to find anything good to eat yet? What's on offer at the stadium? Oh, just usual concessions at the stadium, to be honest. I mean, we've just, I just had a, a dirty, bloody BLT sandwich, actually, tonight. <laughs> we've, we've, it's been, uh, we, we didn't really plan in advance today. So, um, But look, we had, there's some good cafes around, plenty of good restaurants, uh, plenty, of, plenty of good curry around here, that's for sure. So we, we, kicked, uh, we started with that when we arrived on Monday. So, uh, Ian, you spoke with flag bearer Joelle King earlier today. Birmingham is her fourth Games, and this is what she had to say about her time competing in in the games. 21 years old, going to India to compete in Delhi, which was my first one. Zero expectation. Um, and to come away with a gold and a silver medal, I think it was an overwhelming experience, you know. Um, and then to go on to do two more and, and bring home more medals. Um, yeah, I feel like I've, the Commonwealth has become a bit of a part of my life, you know. Um, unfortunately, squash is not at the Olympics. So this is our pinnacle. That was uh, Joelle King. Ian, was King showing any nerves when you spoke to her? After all, she's defending Gold Coast gold in both the singles and doubles. None whatsoever. She is a very composed athlete, a very impressive person. I've always uh, admired the way Joelle King handles herself throughout her career. She's now, as I say, in the fourth Commonwealth Games. She looked enthusiastic. She looked calm. She looked keen. She's really going to be one to watch and, and a, a, a well-deserved choice as flag bearer. Fabulous. Well, Rob, um, triathlon starts tomorrow, but the athletes might be facing a rather crappy situation. What's going on? Yes, and indeed. Reports at Sutton Park where the uh, triathlon has been held. Uh, the swimmers could have to deal with some raw sewage. Uh, the organisers have been quick to quell concerns, but there has been a history of uh, sewage leaks and into the area there, including um, in 2013 when thousands of litres of raw sewage was spilled into the area. So um, there's, yeah, there's been a, a number of uh, articles here in recent days about, about what well, the fact the fact that uh, athletes might have to deal with that. Oh, goodness. Um, you also spoke with flag bearer Tom Walsh about where he was when he got the flag bearer call-up. This is what he had to say. I was with Dana, my girlfriend, uh, Hayden, my coach, and uh, Quinny, my sports psych. And I kind of, oh, what was that call? Uh, oh, that was just from Nigel Avery asking me to be flag bearer. And I'm like, oh, like, was it? Because it didn't sound like it was. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I just, uh, I was still processing it. Um, 
and uh, yeah, I, def- I got back to him the next day and kind of um, said, oh yeah, I'll do it. <laughs> <laughs> so Rob, how was Tom Walsh's nerves heading into the games? Oh, uh, no nerves at all. He was as focused as anything and you know, he, he's desperate for redemption after the world champs in Oregon recently when he finished fourth, uh, beaten by the trio of Americans. And this, you know, Walsh, he's a former world champion himself, so he's blissfully disappointed. You know, he doesn't have them here, obviously. Um, but, you know, Jack O'Gill, fellow Kiwi, and I've got history. And when, when I uh, mentioned Jack O'Gill to Tom Walsh, he basically said, look, if, if Jack O could beat him if, if, if Tom has a bad day. But Tom basically said he was untouchable if he fired. So, you know, he's very confident and uh, very determined for, uh, to get that redemption. Oh, so maybe we might be chasing gold and silver then. Oh, look, there's a, there's a, I, you know, I expect Jack O'Gill to go. He, he performed well uh, at the World Champs. And uh, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised at all if he, if he uh, ends up on the podium. Oh, that's really great. Well, speaking of the podium, the first Kiwis will be in action overnight. That's Friday night New Zealand time, including Hayden Wilde, who is a real gold medal chance in the men's triathlon. Then we've got heats for our swimmers and both sevens teams start their campaigns too. The White Ferns start their competition on day two of the Games. Captain Sophie Devine told us it's a really different vibe to the Cricket World Cups. I think I explained it to someone, it's almost like being an only child and then all of a sudden you found out they've got a couple of stepsisters and brothers and things like that, so you sort of have to share the limelight a bit, but it is. It's so incredible to be part of this wider New Zealand team. And in sad news, triathlete Ainsley Thorpe won't compete on Saturday morning after becoming the first Kiwi athlete to be scratched from the Birmingham 2022 event due to COVID-19. But not all hope is lost for Thorpe as she still has the chance to be selected for the mixed relay, dependent on medical clearance. Okay, one of the highlights of the opening ceremony will be the return of 80s superstars and local lads, Dran Duran, who are headlining. So we were wondering how much our team in Birmingham know about the band. Ian, I think obviously you have a generational advantage in this quiz. This is what I'm here for. (laughs) All right, the first question is for you. How many records have they sold worldwide? Or an excess of 100 million, let's say. Ding, ding, that is correct. All right, Rob, next question's for you. Which Grammy Award were the band the first ever recipients of? Oh, geez, this is, um, could we have some questions about Black Sabbath, please? Uh, (laughs) (laughs) um, I've got no idea, I'm going to have to pass this one over to Ian. I was going to say, can I buzz in? Yeah. That would be, that would be the best video, directed by Russell Mulcahy, Hungry Like the Wolf. Hey, from 1984. Nice. Well, we'll give Rob a pass on that because neither he nor I were born at that time, showing our age. Right in my wheelhouse. <laughs> yeah, in your wheelhouse. All right. Uh, Ian, which Bond movie did Dran Dran record the theme song for? You to a kill. That's right. Rob? What is the name of Duran Duran's board game? I do know that. It's called uh, Into the Arena. That's correct. You play by moving around the board, picking up singles, videos, and eventually band members to earn points. We may have to play it when you return. Ian, uh, three members have the surname Taylor. Are any of them related? No. John, Roger, and Andy, none of them brothers at all. And may I say that's an outstanding answer from my colleague Rob Van Ryan to the previous question. <laughs> it's a tough one. That was a tough one. Here's, a, here's another question for Rob. Which Royals said they were her favourite band? Uh, that's another, another one I'm going to claim that I know. Uh, Princess Diana. 
That's right. Fun fact, the group actually performed at her memorial concert and singer Simon Le Bon said she was their favourite princess. Oh, bless. Okay, here's a tiebreaker for the two of you, but I have a feeling that Ian might get this one. Sorry, Rob. Uh, Why are they even called Dran Dran? They were named after a character in the 1960s sci-fi movie Barbarella, which featured Jane Fonda. Correct, Mr. Durand Durand. And that's it for the podium for today. On behalf of Rob Van Royen and Ian Anderson in Birmingham and producer Jono Williams, I'm Zoe George. Thanks for listening. Remember, you can find all the latest game action online at stuff.co.nz. And if you like this podcast, check out more at Stuff, where you get your podcasts from. Until next time, na mihi, go well. Kia ora, I'm Adam Blair. I played the great game of rugby league for the Storm, Tigers, Broncos and the Mighty Warriors. And I'm Goran Paladin, sports presenter and rugby league fanatic. I won a World Cup too. I played 51 tests for New Zealand. Yeah, he's a national treasure, people. Come on. Blairy and I, we're joining forces for a brand new rugby league podcast called League of Our Own. Each week we talk Kiwis across the NRL and of course everything was. All the big names, the big stories. And some of my own stories too. Well, if we can make them fit. We'll make time. Okay. League of Our Own with Blairy and Goran. Debut ep dropping on Wednesday afternoon and every Wednesday after that. You can listen through stuff.co.nz or wherever you get your podcast. Proudly brought to you by Snap Rentals. Mate, your, your stories are way too long, eh? Nah, we've got to take them on a journey. <laughs> oh, the journey. Yeah, of course. <laughs>